movies in 4K. Welcome in. I am Bill Shetty. I am Lady Phantom. And, and we, we are, are movies, movies in 4K. 4K. This is episode two, where we're going to be covering three from hell. But you got a little ways to wait on that review. I did want to talk a little bit, Phantom, first about some new things we have on the website. Okay. For the people to sink their teeth into. All the podcast subscribe links are on the bottom of every web page. So if you're not subscribed on iTunes, you don't have that client, you might have to subscribe via RSS or something like that because we're on iTunes and TuneIn Radio as of now. Good. But if you're not on that, grab our RSS feed and you can plug that into any podcasting client at all to get all of our episodes when they come out. Now, we do want you to tell you to subscribe on iTunes and leave a five-star review. review. I keep saying iTunes. It's not really called that anymore. It's Apple Podcasts. <laughs> it's just like old habits die hard. Yeah, go there. And if you enjoy our content, please give us a five-star review. It would mean the world to us. Absolutely. And you got to go to BillShetty.com and leave a uh, comment under the guest book. Yes, like many have done so far. It's so nice to see. Yes, it is. And you can just say hi or leave a short comment. Just let us know you're there and you're looking at the stuff we got on the site, you know? Yeah, Please do that because it means a lot to us whenever we see a new comment there. Yes, it's pretty cool. And big announcement. It was just launched a day or two ago when you're hearing this is most of my previous podcasts are archived and on the website, but horror in the go is not up there yet. And a lot of videos, but all the rest is there. That is good. And some people we know are really happy about that, huh, Jay? (laughs) Yes. And we have hundreds of episodes up there. I can't even imagine how many hours. I'm going to guess over a thousand hours. But I'm going to want the Phantom to do some calculations on that because I'd like to get some stats on that. But just be patient on Horror on the Go. It was the last podcast that I did. I started myself where I solo casted brought on guests and then horror on the go 2.0 the phantom came in yes for i'm thinking like 20 episodes before we stop that yeah something like that we also did some youtube which also went away (laughs) but it was part of horror on the go so yes and some of those videos will be back up on the website soon so we don't want to miss that only the horror ones i hope Absolutely. So you ready to get into this? Let's get into this. All right. Latest news, Lady Phantom. I'm curious what she has. This is so interesting, this topic. What has just happened recently you want to discuss? Well, actually, I learned about this today. Lately, you know that because of these weird times that we are living, there's a lot of content that has been released on uh, demand, basically. You know, Netflix and Disney Plus and Apple TV and all that. 
will. For those of you, maybe some of you, who like musical theater, a Not few me. years ago, <laughs> a few years ago, um, a very important play was released called Hamilton by Lin-Manuel Miranda. And I didn't know this, I learned about this today, but the point was that a recorded play of Hamilton was going to be released in theaters next year, 2021, on October 15th. Well, lo and behold, Disney Plus is going to release it on July the 3rd of this year. And that is very exciting news for people who love this musical. And it's a very well-loved musical. Yeah, I've heard a lot about it. I could care less, personally. I'm not in the <laughs> musicals. But yeah, I have seen a lot of rave about that. Not your topic about the play Hamilton. Though. Yes. Yeah, personally, I haven't seen it because, I mean, I was nowhere near. But it's it's going to be on Disney+, Plus, so I will be watching. And many other things that are on Disney Plus that I really like. So that's my news, and I think it's good news. <laughs> Not that interesting. I hope well, you got something out of it out there. Well, Especially I mean, Especially if the you have that, Disney Plus, you know. The things that I like, you hardly ever like, so. But it is exciting, and people know that we will be talking about different things. So. Absolutely. Now, mine's fascinating again. It's something that's ticking me off to no end the ceo of clorox came out and had an interview and i want to play a clip for you right here and then we're going to get into a little discussion and why this bothers me so much i'm pj elliott with usa today clorox says retail shelves will not fully be stocked with its popular wipes and other disinfectant cleaners used to combat covid19 until this summer Clorox chairman and CEO Ben O'Dor told Yahoo Finance in an interview, quote, we think there's going to be substantial improvement this summer. It's going to be touch and go until then, unfortunately, unquote. Shoppers have become increasingly frustrated as they scour the internet and local stores for Lysol sprays and Clorox wipes, only to find shelves picked clean after households stocked up on cleaning products to protect against infection, especially in COVID-19 hot zones. Manufacturers like Clorox were not prepared for skyrocketing demand with reliably steady sales that usually fluctuate only during flu season. On a third quarter earnings call last week, Dorer told analysts that Clorox saw demand for disinfectant products increase more than 500%. So there you have it. The CEO wow. came out and talked about this. And personally, I'm ticked because our state shut down March 17th. So it's been two months, and we haven't been able to buy any of these products. It's really sad. And I don't understand we're the United States of America, and we can't make wipes <laughs> during this virus. I mean, these disinfectant wipes and sprays are the only thing that really can kill it. Yes, there's certain types of alcohol and bleach, but that is harmful stuff to me. Well, I mean, Clorox is bleach, but the point here is also that if you go and look for alcohol and bleach, you won't find it either. Well, that's so, true too, but it's specifically with the wipes and the spray because, you know, everybody's telling you, and we do, we're paranoid, we clean every 
bit of groceries. Every package we get, we don't bring the box in. We wipe it and then bring it in and let it set for a little bit like you're supposed to. Funnily enough, the Phantom had some disinfectant wipes under the bathroom sink, luckily. Like, she popped it one day. Like, I was shocked. She only had, what, 20 left or something? Less than that. The thing is that I always try to have a little tub of them to clean the bathroom and stuff like that because they are easy, they're convenient, and they kill germs, right? So here I was with this one, which was not full by any means, but I had some of them, and then all of this happened, and... Well, for a while now, I've always tried to have these wipes and cleaner and hand sanitizer. Which is another thing hard to get. Luckily, we just got some locally. Yeah. Shipped, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he knows, like Bill knows that I always like to like to have that. So he always gives me some in my Christmas. Yeah, but we're getting off why I'm ticked. I'm just ticked. We're the richest country in the world and we can't have enough disinfectant during a pandemic i mean you can't buy gloves i had to spend an arm and a leg just to get latex gloves like through ebay at an outrageous price and it just amazes me that this ceo comes out oh we're looking at in the summer sometime well when they do come back in people are going to be hoarding them again so it's unlikely most people will get them And that is the one thing that does kill or has a chance to kill this virus when you're bringing things into your house. And it just really bugs me. And there should be a protest. You want to protest something, protest these products that we need during these times. Yeah. And it's only one of the many products that have like, it's so hard to get during this thing some understandable others for the life of me i can't get but yeah it's it's really sad that and especially at the at the beginning when all of this started like you could see people getting out of walmart because they there weren't any limits yet right so they had like all the water all the toilet paper all the clorox wipes and there was no limit no regulation nobody telling anybody not to do that so all of us people who were not hoarding stuff were left with nothing pretty much like it at the beginning it was so hard for us to get simple toilet paper and and paper towels yeah but that bothered me a little but this is something different i mean i could live without toilet paper to be honest there's other things you can use you can jump (laughs) into the shower i mean paper towels you can use regular towels and then wash them but this is something you need and what is going on the ceo coming out summer sometime like ramp up why ain't other companies making this stuff like they have with these face coverings even though it's not a real mask i still don't even know why we can't have a real mask there's not enough i mean i understand every country in the world wants them but we're the united states come on people like why can't we get these products that the everyday person needs. So that's my news. You tell us what you think, but I think it's time to get to something interesting. The reason you're here. Let's go for it. 
So three from hell is listed in one genre on IMDb. Phantom, and what is that genre? Horror. Ooh. So this one might be a short topic, huh? <laughs> yeah, because, um, I mean, I was thinking throughout the movie, like, can there be any other, you know, genre? No, this is 100% horror. That's it. Okay, well, here's our first battle, I think, on movies in 4K. <gasps> oh, no. This is not 100% horror in my mind. Okay, what is it in your mind? Well, you got 100% in horror. I got 60% horror. Now, Rob Zombie did this. I mean, everybody knows it's horror. That's all he makes. Yeah. But it's definitely 40% crime. <laughs> and the only reason People she's are breaking laughing, the law. But <laughs> only reason she's laughing, if you haven't got over to her horror podcast, you need to, with Jay of the Dead over there running that, um, horrormovieweekly.com where he likes to put things in crime. That's why she's laughing. But I don't think it's funny. I think this is, without a doubt, 40% crime. Do you need me to explain it? Well, no, because, yeah. I mean, these people are criminals, and they are committing crimes everywhere they go. Yeah, but, so, it's yeah. Not, but no, it's not about just committing crimes. The first section of the movie is about them in prison and going against the establishment and talking about all the crimes all these three have done, basically. And they're escaping from the law. So there's no doubt this is crime, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Do you see it? Yeah. You want yeah. to modify? I see it. Honestly, like, I, w I thought about that. But then I was like, oh, there are always people breaking the law, except in supernatural movies. <laughs> So I was like, nah, let's just say horror. But yeah, I mean, there are criminals and these are not the only criminals that we see. There are others too, exactly. the second part. So. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and even the people that are in the law side are also committing crimes. Exactly. So, That's yeah. why this is very much crime. <laughs> okay. And it has to be, while it, it would be in the horror section, we both don't disagree that right yeah no we don't this is riddled with crime they are criminals it's there's newscasts about them all in the beginning they're running from the law there's drug gangs in this this is definitely crime too at 40 percent. now before we roll along <laughs> i wanted to make this clear for any of you guys that have listened to our horror podcast out there we usually break down sub-genres in heart. This podcast, we don't do that. We're sticking to the main genres. No sub-genres. Yeah. Agreed, Phantom? Completely. Yeah, there's no need to get, like, if there's a paranormal movie to say horror, paranormal, supernatural. No. We're sticking to the main topics at hand. So, it's about time to get into the review of Three from Hell from 2019. Written and directed by Rob Zombie. And this is part three in his little trilogy, Phantom. Yes, it is. So name the other two. House of, uh, wait. House of 
10,000 corpses? <laughs> House of a thousand corpses. Oh, oh I was my just God. wrong. I was just well, this off by 9,000. This isn't a horror podcast, so you're allowed to screw that up. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. That one. And then The Devil's Rejects. And this is the third one, Three from Hell. Exactly. So, who do you want to describe that's in this? Well, first, of course, the late Sid Haig, who yes. was supposed to be more important in this movie, but he was way too frail. So, he's barely in it. And also, we have Sherry Moon Zombie, who is uh, Rob Zombie's wife, and the great Bill Mosley. And also, Bill O'Burst Jr. Is, uh, is in a small part of the movie which is nice and she's missing a key person here richard brake which isn't who's well i don't know his name so whatever she's also mission missing uh richard riley in a lot of horror movies and clint howard in a lot of horror movies and the phantom never realizes this that that's clint howard is ron howard's brother and she just i've told her a million times i mean he has no special face that i can remember what do you mean he's so weird and ugly he's like so opposite of ron howard he's like so you know this guy who does he play now he did play the clown in this so he was oh oh the clown okay 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 so why don't you give us the official imdb synopsis okay here it goes After barely surviving prison, the demented Firefly clan go on the run, unleashing a whole new wave of murder, madness, and mayhem. All right, now give us your own synopsis. That's it. (laughs) Well, first of all, they almost died, this clan, but they survived. In The Devil's Rejects, if you haven't seen it, they're shot up. 30 sometimes each of them and that was a long time ago this is one of my faults of this movie rob zombie waited too long to make this movie i'm glad it was made but because of sid haig's health and so many years went by that was really depressing that he didn't have a big role in this because he was going to but richard brake man is incredible in this and he plays uh the cousins or half brother half brother yeah, so he's a help brother. Yeah, the the Wolfman something something. Yeah, the Wolfman killer that nobody knows basically, and there's I some know. like ongoing jokes in this with uh, Bill Mosley's character. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. funny. So that's what you're going with. That's how exactly how you describe it. Well, they survive prison. Well, they go to prison after surviving, more like. Then one of them escapes. He arranges for his sister. To be freed from prison. And you forgot D. Wallace now that you mentioned that. That's right. And that's where D. Wallace comes uh, to be important when the, this girl is in this prison for the criminally insane or something. And D. Wallace is a warden. Yes. And, and Great she's part. good. And she's good. And she's good. I, I really liked her character here. But, oh, uh, well, alas, things happen to her. So they go away. And of course, where do they go away? To Mexico, because apparently everybody has a passport and everybody can go to Mexico, right? Well, and they're criminals. They're just jumping the border. So uh, you're criticizing yeah, that? Come on. <laughs> well, they're jumping the border, they, they have a car. Well, whatever. The point is that they go to Mexico. And once upon a time, 
the brother in this clan had killed some narco dude's father. Somebody else you forgot. Danny Trejo. <laughs> yes. The things that meant too many people appear in this movie. That's what's great. Yeah. A lot of yeah. people. Yeah. And so the, the guy that owns the hotel or the motel where they're staying basically rats them out to the narco person. And he and his gang go get them. But it's a big mistake because they obviously don't know who they're dealing with. So crime and blood ensue. Yes. Good wrap up. It's very simple story. Yeah. You know, they escape prison and they're on the run trying to hide out just to stay alive, basically. Yep. Because they're, um, you know, they're mug shots all over the news and the paper and everything all the time. So let's start with some uh, good points, bad points. Phantom, I'll start. This is a grindhouse movie. And I'm going to be discussing more on this when we get to the actual 4K disc. But the first lead up to this, it takes place back into the 70s. And it's very grindhouse. If you don't know what that is, that's how 70s footage style, cheap footage with lines going through it and film static and stuff like that and wavery screen and then it jumps up 10 years or something they had been in prison and there comes an escape and stuff and it's so now we're in like the late 80s and it still felt like the 70s to me phantom yeah some parts of it looked more modern, but yeah, I didn't really feel the the end of the night of the eighties, beginning of the nineties. No, it felt Not like really. totally seventies to me. Now yeah. Mexico, I can't talk on. We'll get Phantoms intellect for that, but I do want to mention, and I don't know this guy's name either. This gentleman that plays the warden is incredible too. Man, he is top tiered acting. He played like a Tommy Lee Jones character in Natural Born Killers. Almost like to the T to me. The guy that was uh, the warden with the big mustache yes. and everything, his name is Jeff Daniel Phillips. Okay, he was great in this. All the acting in this is spot on to me. Maybe some of them on the Mexico side of things got a little wishy-washy. But the lead characters are something else, man. You want a horror movie, these are horror characters. And I will say, Bill Mosley downplayed his part in this, I think, on purpose. Like, he was much more calm, even though he went off. He wasn't a lunatic-esque like Baby was. Yeah, he was like the same one. Yeah, he, enough. he was showing his age, and I think that's what they wanted because, you know, he's 60s, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So a lot of time has passed, and he, you know, he's older. He just wants to survive. Yes, he still wants to do mayhem, no doubt, and he does. But he's more calm and rational, <laughs> I would say, where he wasn't rational in the other two. Yeah, whereas the girl, like baby Firefly, she is as insane as usual. Right, and Sid Haig, too, was. But, yeah. But Richard Brake takes up this. He is a wild child, and he lets it be known pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I liked his character, but not, I wasn't that impressed, or not really. Okay, well, that's the first thing that caught me. 
What's your initial impressions or first good and bad you had? I, I just didn't get that <laughs> 10 year disconnect. It still looked like the seventies when they were in the eighties. So I don't know. Like the first time I saw this movie, I read it at a three, <laughs> the second time a five. <laughs> and she's going up again. I heard maybe I might. The thing is, the, the, I mean, this movie is, it's, it's good. It has a lot to be said about it, but it also makes me so angry in other parts. So, yeah. I mean, the, my first impression has always been that Sherry Moon Zombie overacts. Although in this movie, I have to say in specific parts, she was very decent, very calm. But, but Phantom, then she went off the rails and then I didn't like but her. But Phantom, that is the character back to the beginning. And even Bill Mosley said when she got out, when they rescued her, basically, um, that she has changed and she did get more loopy, but she has always been far out there. She's been wild. Yeah, but but I've never, except for Halloween and how, well, no, Halloween too, you know, except for Halloween, I have never really enjoyed her acting. I think she tends to overact, like regardless of the movie. So what are you saying? I don't get it. You're saying she wasn't in character in this no, episode I, yeah. or this movie? I think she is better in this movie than in the other ones. At least I enjoyed her more in this movie than in the other ones. Okay, and since this is a horror movie and we're talking to a lot of non-horror people out there, this is violent. This oh, is not very. for everyone, that's for sure. Yeah, there's violence, There, there's gore. There's a lot of killing, but it also has different aspects, which I appreciated. Some of it, actually, it was hard to read. There was a lot of shaky cam. I, you know Bill what? Shetty wasn't crazy at, specifically in the beginning scenes. When it got into the action scenes, I didn't mind it. But earlier on... It was driving me crazy, to be honest. Yeah. All the news footage and those screen wipes and things was bothering me a little bit. Yeah, this time, funnily enough, I did notice, and I hadn't before. And I started to see that they were in a scene where the camera could have perfectly been steady. And it wasn't. And it was distracting because it, it, it made you dizzy. I think Zombie wanted to show anarchy. Basically, I think maybe he, I mean, there's no doubt he did it on purpose. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. But I think he wanted it to be phonetic. And at times it was too phonetic, especially during scenes that you it doesn't garner it. Like yeah. I said, they're wiping through newscasters and paper articles and then it'll go to one character just standing there talking and it's shaking back and forth it's weird exactly that's where i notice it the most like two people still you know sitting down or whatever just talking and the camera is all shaky and i'm like dude stop like why don't do that it's it distracting did, it did calm down though except for some of the action scenes up towards the end when yes. they were hanging out in a motel or at this Mexican city out in the desert, it calmed way down. Yeah. Yes, it did. So, okay, we're traveling or doing anarchy. 
baby gets out and she does a little killing and stuff like that. She and waves to her grandmother yeah, she somewhere ha- in the distance. They have to leave and they decide to go to Mexico. So why don't you describe where that goes there, Phantom, and what their goal is. I mean, what's going on? Well, basically, when she escapes or when she gets escaped, you could say, they find that they have to leave the place where they are because, of course, they've killed again, so they can't stay there. They just leave. They just leave to go somewhere. They end up in a motel who knows where, but then she encounters a guy that is going to a Halloween party, and she kills him, and they have to go again. But the guy is going to a Halloween party, and he's dressed, you know, with a typical Mexican sombrero and the... Thing, Father the, and the Phantom. Yes, of course. And the Sarape, which is the, the kind of poncho that he had on. And then she's like, I know the answer to all our problems. Mexico. Yeah. So they decide to go to Mexico, basically. And they go to the typical Mexican little town that you always see that I caught in the, during the movie that apparently or supposedly it's in Durango, which is a state. And... It's it looks like a dump, really. Yeah, and of it's course, just out in the desert, and there's thirty people there. Yeah, all. and of course, everyone is uh, painted with a like a sugar skull style because apparently everybody does that in Mexico, right? And they stay at a motel there, also. Just to hide out. Just to They're hide just out. Trying to live life and not get captured. Yeah, just to live life and everything, and uh, but. As I said before, Don't the guy say that, the spoiler. <laughs> but I already said it before. What? That they get ratted out? Yeah, but you don't want to say the exact details here. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, the point is that as much as they want to live their life and enjoy their best life with Mexican people and Mexican prostitutes, they end up not being able to and having to kill again, basically to defend themselves. But they do have fun by doing that yes we can say there's a big gang after them for something that happened in the movie basically so it's a war the end of the movie is a total brawl <laughs> gun slinging toting stabs all over the place yeah bow I, and arrow shots i appreciated all done the, very well for the most part yeah i appreciated the bows and arrows the knives and all of that I wasn't a big fan of all the guns because, I mean, in the horror movies, it's like guns are boring somehow. I, I, I don't really enjoy kills made with guns. There's your crime. I know, people breaking the law. And <laughs> I mean, it is a good, it has good sections of action, of uh, killing, and it's, it's fun. It's fun. But... Yes, I mean, the, uh, one of the big reasons why I just can't go any higher with this movie is because it will always annoy me to no end that Mexican towns and everything are portrayed like dumps. I just hate that. I know that it's probably not in an effort to look down on Mexico or anything, but it really annoys me. It really annoys me because I can't help but being angry that the rest of the world sees this and they believe that that is Mexico. And I I just hate that. Yeah, but you got to take something into account in this movie specifically. They're not going to go to Mexico City. 
<laughs> they well, are on the run. They're go- they're trying to not be noticed, and they see this little town while they're driving. They need to stop. They got to shower. They got to eat. They're on the run. So they spot this little dirt town, which there's dirt towns here too, Phantom. So you can't say there ain't towns like this. There is towns yeah, like this I mean, this I cannot say world. that. I cannot say that. But in most of the movies that you get to see here, of course, not in all of them, because in, there are many of them that show Mexico for what it is which is a very diverse place, you know, with very different places. But in many movies, you see the guys, you know, with the sombreros and the sugar skull painted face and blah, blah, blah. And I, I just don't like that kind of typecasting for yeah, see, people. Yeah, see, Phantom is ticking me off because if she <laughs> wants to debate something, she could debate. It's just such a coincidence that where they end up, has something to do with their previous life and somebody they killed. I mean, that is just too convenient. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is extremely convenient, and it's dumb. That but, you could have oh, criticized, well. not the town. Well, that's what bugs me. I mean, you can mention what but bugs you, you, you but... you liked the little guy. You liked some of the characters. Yes, there. his name is Pancho Moler. He is a, a Chilean actor, and I loved his character. I just really, really liked him. I thought he was a very nice guy in the movie. But he also gives me this impression that he is a cool guy in general. And I really, really, I think he his was my favorite character in this movie. Okay, the main character that bugged the heck out of me was the owner of this oh, town or the one who ran it. He was an American, he, oh but God. he had this way of talking that was oh, so annoying. So annoying. Like uh, I won't say he's a bad actor, but I don't know why Zombie wanted that type there. I mean, I know he wanted some sort of goofball like running this little area there, but it really got under my skin because everybody else I thought was phenomenal. Even people that didn't last in the movie that long, yeah. I thought it was really good. I mean, and it's like... Casting was incredible. Yeah, it's like, do you really have to talk like that? Like, what's the purpose? It it seemed so unnecessary and so stupid because he was really annoying. And he is supposed to be annoying. But I just hate when it's obvious that they are trying to speak in a certain way that they don't normally do. It's like when people try to be funny, when they try too hard to be funny and they achieve exactly the opposite. It's like here. Like, he's trying to have some kind of personality or, or to be funny, and he fails miserably. And I just hated that. Yes, I agree, too. So, before we get to the ratings, if you want to talk about anything else, Phantom, I don't want to underemphasize, if you're just a casual horror movie watcher, this is not for you. This is brutal violence. These people talk very scummily. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're low-class people. If you've seen any other Rob Zombie's work, this is so Rob Zombie. You know watching a Rob Zombie movie. He's never strayed from his roots. Yeah, lots of swearing in this movie. Now, one thing that I do like that is also common in Rob Zombie's movies is the music. Oh, incredible music and effects. Great music. He just knows how to choose the right music for the right moment. Yep, even the songs he chooses. I'll tell you, 
and then let's wrap up this review because I don't want to give too much away. But there's a scene, Phantom, where there's this lighthearted 50s song, and I can't remember the name of the song. It's a popular song. It's when Baby's frolicking around, doing her wild acting, and then all of a sudden, boom, gruesome violence, stabbings out the neck, and it just goes from this frolicking, lighthearted, peaceful music to gruesome, violent gore with great sound effects. Yeah. Yeah, great sound effects and excellent makeup. Excellent makeup and special effects. They were very good, too. Yes, but I did pick up some CGI in this, though, this time more than the other two. I've seen this three times. Yeah, and of course, as you can imagine, everyone, it's basically when blood spurts out. Yes, it's like but, really obvious, but the funny but. thing is, Phantom, and there's a lot of gun wounds in this, like in your face gun wounds. You're seeing through heads and stuff. <laughs> Literally and, in your face. <laughs> yeah, 80% <laughs> of them were mind-blowingly good. But yes. then you had that 20% where they just went a little too far. They should have cut away quicker or not as much CG. And I don't want to overanalyze. There was a lot of CG. There's not. When it happens on the 4K, you see it. (laughs) Which is something that we will discuss shortly. Yes, so let's get the rating and recommendation of the movie overall. And I want to emphasize this. When we say buy, rent, or avoid here, this is not the 4K part. This is just should you see it? Should you avoid it? Should you get it as a movie, whether rental or disc? But you got to wait to our 4K review to see if we recommend that part of it too. So what do you have? My rating of this movie is a 7 out of 10. Wow, she went up two more. Yes, I did. And it, to me, it's still just a rental. Yeah. I but mean, I like it. you've seen it three times, Phantom. By choice? And you'll probably be seeing it three more. By choice? No. Yeah, I think you don't mind watching this. Okay, one thing is I don't mind, and another one is, okay, let's watch Three from Hell, which is not the way I see it. But you've enjoyed it more each time. So who knows, that next time might get in your top 10 list of last year. So let's, no, 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 we cannot exaggerate there. So let's do this. Just rent it, and if it's like your cup of tea, then buy it. But I think it's just a rental. Okay, for me, this is an 8 out of 10. This was my fourth highest rated horror movie of 2019. This is definitely a buy on any format or buy it digital. All right, so there's no doubt about that. Now, the reason why they are here. And I hope this isn't the only reason as we get going. We're trying to keep it fun for you people. (laughs) Yeah, we are interesting people like us. But our goal is is to get you into the 4K format because we think it's kick-ass. Now, before we grade this disc, I want to probably talk about a little section of technical sides of things before we get into the grade each episode. So I might add a little tidbit, you know, each time to let you learn more. There is a big thing with haters, I want to call them. I mean, it is an accurate statement, but there's true 4K and fake 4K. Yes. So many people that are hating on this format call it fake 4K. 
And I described a little bit of it last episode. But what they are implying is the movie is converted or shot in 2K, which is basically only 6% better than 1080p, what HD quality is. Okay, so there's only a little bit more pixels. And then they up convert it. So they're taking the original source for whatever reason. It was done in 2K and I got a reason behind that. You're going to have to listen to more episodes because I don't want to go into that topic. That's a whole nother topic. But there is a reason for that. So stay tuned for that. Okay, so if it's shot or manipulated in 2K format, they got to up convert it. So mm-hmm. people are calling it fake 4K. And people actually feel cheated, Phantom. They're like, I'm spending more for this disc, and it ain't even true 4K. You're not getting the same amount of pixels as a true 4K disc. Now, what is your thought on that? I think it's haters, personally. Yeah, it's purists. Uh, People who are very purists. Do you feel cheated, though? If it looks good, no. I mean... So you're just going about the quality of it because I think... I don't know this yet because I don't know Phantom's grading scale is going to be on other movies. So I'm wondering if it's going to turn out that you do think the true 4Ks are better. It just might be. But if the movie looks good enough that I can feel like I'm getting something, that I'm seeing nice colors and great sound, I mean, yeah, I mean, it might be that it's not as good as real 4K, but cheated? No, I don't think I would use that term. Yeah, see, and the thing is, folks out there, when you're talking about just pixels on the screen, unless you're sitting two feet, three feet from the screen, you ain't seeing no pixels on HD, (laughs) let alone 4K. The whole thing is, is how big your screen is, how close you are, how eagle-eyed you are. But I'm staring right now at my 4K screen here. I'm just watching an HD camera here, and I don't see any pixels on HD. You cannot see the pixels. So unless you're super close, you will never see the pixels on a 4K disc, even if it's 2K upconvert. Yeah. Now, it might matter a little bit with clarity on some things, but that's going to be dependent on how good that quality is, too. So that's our coverage here before we grade it is we're not haters. We love the format. We need more people in the format. We personally think it's worth it overall even though some this ain't gonna be worth it's just like when blu-ray came out there's movies they didn't convert right then didn't take it from the original source or didn't do a lot of work same thing dvds i mean it's happened through every format yeah but i did want to make them aware of this if you're not familiar with 4k and i'm just going to leave it at this because this will be another subject during another episode It's really about the UHD, people. It's really about that, not so much about the pixels. So let's go into the grading. How did you think the video was? Before before that, I would just say something that I think. I might be wrong. But I think people who are, like, hating like this, they are not really that much into movies. 
but into the be. technology. And they want to say, or they like to say that they have the best and the best movies that look the best in 4K, regardless of the quality of the actual movie. And I'm just not like that. Right. And I mean, I hate saying this, but it's a lot of it's not like night and day. Like you're like, oh my God, it's so much vastly better. It is really dependent on how the movie was shot, how good they did, how good they converted it, how good the sound is. So, I mean, I do understand some people whether this money fact is it even worth getting 4K. Is the little upgrade what people say, or even if it's a 20% upgrade, is that worth it? Because believe it or not, people, most people are still on DVDs over half. Maybe. I'm going to get to that next week, actual facts, and I think it's going to blow you away. But wait, before before I tell you, like, is this movie an upconvert or it's real 4K? No, this is an upconvert, the 2K. Okay. I think the video, but it's hard to say in this movie because at the beginning, there's a lot of graininess and everything, but it's on purpose because it's supposed to be footage from the 70s. So, I mean, I at the beginning, I was like, wait a minute, this is way too grainy. But I slowly, I understood that it was on purpose. But there were other scenes that were incredible. There are very colorful scenes in this movie, and not necessarily in Mexico, funnily enough. There's a lot of red in this movie, Mm -hmm. and it shows beautifully. There's a scene that does happen in Mexico that that has like rainbow colors in a window, and you could tell perfectly all the colors they look beautiful that was the one scene i picked out too phantom it was almost like a church scene like (laughs) yeah there was a lot of rainbow colors and yes the reds popped the blacks went deep black you couldn't see it completely dark shadows were great completely dark people if you watch this movie pay attention to the scene where the clown the colors in that scene and like from his makeup, like the the white and the red, and then he has orange and yellow yeah, flowers. That's, what it is. that's the HDR. That's the contrasting. Oh my god! Yes, I mean those colors are everything, and especially in that part of the movie, because the decor of the of the house of this warden, who is <laughs> he looks like a pimp, but anyway. Like, the decor is really muted. It's very neutral colored and everything. But then this clown arrives, and it's like an explosion of color suddenly, and it's incredible to see. Okay. I didn't... I picked that up a little bit there. What stood out to me with the 4K quality was the close-ups. There's a lot of facial close-ups in this. You can see every pore in those people's skin. You can see every red vein in her eye and i almost told the phantom like see see look at that pick it up but i didn't i want her to pick up yeah it was baby's eye actually yes like you can see every hair in their beards and in their head it's amazing yes the close-ups their flesh tones were spot on man they were so vibrant and rich now i gotta go with a lot of negatives here phantom because there is several dark scenes. I mean, dark, not dark you can't see, but where it was just muddled dark scenes in the prison, in the yes. beginning, 
in the hotels that they stayed in when they were just outside talking where 4k wouldn't even shine like there was just it was just a dull background two people standing there and they're at a wide angle no one bare light in the deep distance just so you could barely make out who they were several scenes like that yeah and there is also a little scene that i think i mean for a 4k disc is a little missed opportunity with some kind of ballerina that looks like a cat or something yes and everything when, uh, is just, baby's daydreaming yeah exactly and it's very white yes yes it's like that was a missed opportunity yes, that could have been so beautiful yeah, but I don't think he was thinking about the 4K there. True. But I think people need to start, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, I think big budget movies definitely do. Yes. I think you can definitely see a difference. This was probably made for a couple million dollars, three, five million. This is not a big mm -hmm. budget movie. Yeah, but it's something that people really need to start thinking about because it is uh, it is something that invites people to buy this format. So, yeah. Yes, if you're like us. Okay, audio, no Atmos track, but it was DTS 7.1, which was great. It is very, very good. Like there, there were scenes, it's funny, it always happens to me. When something is happening... And then I'm thinking, like, what are the neighbors doing? But it's not the neighbors. It's just the, the sound that is right. coming from behind. But I will say there wasn't a lot of surround in this. No. Even, there was some ricochets when some guns were going uh -huh. off, but very minimal. Like, this mainly came from your front speakers is all. Yeah. This is not uh, this to show off if you want to show off your sound system. Although it sounded great. And like Phantom said, I love Rob Zombie's taste in music and how he implements it in the movie. He's got impeccable timing. Okay, the problem for me is that I feel this sound only really shines when there's music. The rest of the time, it's okay, but it's just okay. So the music is where it's amazing. I will say the dialogue was very intelligible in this movie. A lot of times when there's a lot of action, the voices get muddled out because you got gunshots and bangs going off and doors shutting well but, but this, they was it wasn't happening at the same time so well, yes it was when people were screaming oh well they were even talking in spanish in some of them scenes which i don't know what they said phantom were the prostitutes in particular yeah 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 so let's get to the special features on the disc yeah we have to hell and back the making of of three from hell it's a four-part documentary which and is it's awesome. long yeah and, and it's on the 4k disc which is a rarity usually you have to put the blu-ray on people so that's a bonus yeah lately they have been releasing a little bit more movies with special features on the 4k we haven't seen but many of them. yeah i have but it's rare normally they are on the blu-ray and there is an audio commentary with the writer and director, of course, Rob Zombie. All right. So there you have it. Three from hell. Before we grade this. No, let's grade it first. And I got one more thing to say about this. You want me to go first? Phantom? Yes. I am going with a C minus. I think it's a little below average. Now, why I'm saying that is this is not the movie to get on 4K because it's set in the 70s and it's Grindhouse. Yeah. Even though it's brighter in parts, the scenes we picked out 
that was it. <laughs> There's yeah. no other scenes we're forgetting. All the rest did not garner. It could have been on VHS for all that matters. Yeah, because even though there's a lot of red in this movie, much of it is like blood red, but like on clothes or something. So it gets it's it looks more muddled. But it's the grind really house effect of the first act of the movie, this doesn't work. It doesn't work on 4K because it's shining grain, which yeah. that's what Grindhouse was about. Bad film footage. So you've seen the little pops. You've seen the little round circles going on the screen. You've seen the bad transitions and stuff. You've seen the snow. So it's just amplifying that. So it's not even worthwhile to me to even see it a little bit brighter there. But the faces were incredible when they zoomed up big and then the two scenes we mentioned. So for me, I think this is a below average transfer and it is unworthy of the $10 difference this one is. This disc, I just looked up the prices, is $10 more than the Blu-ray and $12 more than the DVD. Now, I've already told you, you should buy this movie but buy it on Blu-ray or DVD because you need to watch it, but don't get the 4K disc. It's not worth it. Yeah, that's true. My rating is a little bit higher. I am going with a B minus because those scenes, like the, the scenes that I mentioned, especially, they are, I think, really beautiful, which is a contrast in this kind of movie that is not made to be beautiful. But they looked really nice to me. And all the reds that are actually red and not muddled, they just pop. So I'm going with a B minus, but I am going to agree with Bill Shetty that it's unworthy of the extra money. Like this movie, I think in general would look better in a Blu-ray or even DVD because, yeah, it's very grainy because of this old effect. So, yeah, don't waste your money. And there was other effects in this, too, like um, kaleidoscope effects. You would think would pop, but it was, like, muddled in the background and stuff like that. But, I mean, you definitely see the difference. You know, I'm going below average because it's, it's not worth it to me. Like, for the few scenes you have, there's nothing really that garners that 10 bucks more. You could buy a whole nother movie for that pretty much. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get it on sale. Yes. All right. Wrapping up episode two, Lady Phantom. We got any plugs, shout outs? Of course. As usual, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to us. Leave us a nice review if you feel so inclined. Also, Tune in radio, you can find us there, billshetty.com, where you can find all the archive podcasts that your heart desires. I am at LadyFanom74 on Twitter, and we are also on Letterboxd, Bill Shetty and Lady Phantom, respectively. And please also check out our other podcast, Horror Movie Weekly with Jay of the Dead, also there on Apple Podcasts. You know, it's a really good really good show yep and if you got any recommendations or anything for us to cover we will be glad to do that for you we will be having our first guest around episode five so stay tuned for that and we're going to try to get one new guest each month so for lady phantom and I, Shetty. 
Oh, saying my name. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> You've been listening to Movies in 4K. Four Four